Welcome to No Filter, a skincare podcast featuring the good, the bad, and the unfiltered. Hosted by myself, Courtney Adams. And me, Griffin Churchwell. All right, guys, it's me, Courtney. I am taking over the podcast today to interview Anastasia Schwank, who owns Anastasia Skin Studio here in Nashville, Tennessee. She's going to be coming up on 10 years in business. And that honestly says a lot. I mean, she was, in my opinion, one of the first innovators in this industry here in Nashville because she thought of an idea outside of the box and she went with it and she just continued to grow and grow and grow. So I'm excited without further ado to introduce Anastasia. But before I even get into it, I want to just say this. This is my first interview. Have a little grace for me today, guys. I, you know, I might get off topic. Who knows where this road is going to lead, but I do have some really good questions for her. So, um, okay, here we go. Hi, I'm Anastasia. Hey, Anastasia. Okay, everybody, I'm so excited to have her here. I hope you can hear me over the clapping. I'm so excited. Um, okay, so Anastasia, how many years have you been an esthetician now? had 10 years. 10 years. And you've almost been in business for 10 years. I have, yeah. Okay. So like right out of the gate, you were like, I am in it to win it. The business is here. Um, What did you do before school though? Like what was your job before school? I was working in a cosmetic store and then worked up to working in the corporate office doing e-commerce. And that's when I really developed my passion for skincare and product development. That's amazing. So we'll kind of get into that a little bit later that you have your own like branded skincare in your shop now. But so you, did you go to like traditional school before that? Like call it like a four-year college or anything? I did get a degree in fashion design and marketing at O'More. And after that, I moved to California for a little bit, worked for a few designers and then made my way back home to Nashville. So Nashville's home. Are you from here? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, we're both unicorns. I know. So if you don't know this, if you're not from Nashville, like, so many people move to Nashville every single day. Even during, like, a pandemic, I think our rates are probably still up because real estate is still high here in Nashville, Tennessee, um, but usually like there's like this little saying that if you meet someone, else, if you meet someone that's actually born and raised in Nashville, they're a unicorn. Um, anyways, okay, so you went to like an art school, which really plays into aesthetics. Like people that are estheticians naturally just have, they like a nice aesthetic about everything. They're like creatives. They're they're that's it like they're just a creative kind of person I think that you have to be creative to go into the beauty world yeah and I feel like the beauty industry moves at the same rate as fashion so Mm. it works parallel with each other okay like can we quote that and cross the shirt on a pillow for (laughs) your spot and mine I like that about fashion um okay so When did you know that you, like, did you go to school because you knew you wanted to have a business? I did. I've always wanted to create a business, but I like to have education to back it. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't want to create 
and be a part of the skincare industry, not knowing how beneficial certain skin products and ingredients are. It's just really valuable if you're going to own a business or create a product line to cross yeah. all your T's, dot your all, all your I's. To know the basics of right. it. Yeah, like <laughs> totally. It's kind of like owning a business. You need to work in the industry first. Absolutely. Um, I think that's my best advice. I've worked for so many people. I feel like that didn't have that. Yeah. It's hard. You can't even manage people when you didn't you don't know you know what I mean yeah and it's like you don't want to work for someone that hasn't been through the trenches at some point or isn't willing to go through them with you um okay so when you went to school did you already have the idea for your business I think my business concept was a lot different when I first opened than what it's on path to be so yeah, I did, but it's continuing. It just continues to grow. Mm-hmm. So tell everybody what your business. What is your business name? Uh, it's Anastasia Skin Studio. So we are skincare focused on skin treatments. We're not your spa or any um, body focused place where it's relaxing and zen. Those are lovely and nice, but it's not what our end goal is. In and out, straight to the point. Right. It's very educational and straightforward. Um, our demographic is it's so broad. It's 20 to 70. Mm-hmm. So we really try to focus on customizing treatments. And in that, you have to really communicate what's going on in their skin, what they're using, products they should be be putting into their regimen. So it's definitely not a spa environment. Yeah, I feel like being an esthetician, like half of it is being a teacher. It really is. It's, well, it's also being a therapist. (laughs) But yes, it's being a teacher. And like, you have to be willing to spread the knowledge and keep educating or you kind of hit a wall because, you know what I mean? You need people to constantly come back and keep educating. Um, okay, so your idea evolved Anastasia to Anastasia Skin Studio, but back up a little bit. You originally started out as Tanastasia. Yeah. Okay, and so I know that because 10 years ago, um, I think before I even went to, yes, like, okay, so this is before I went to school because I've only been doing aesthetics, I guess, like almost eight years. I would come to you guys for, I mean, like you're, I was telling you earlier, like your original crew, like I would yeah. get my brows done by Talia, I'd get my nails done by Tiffany, mm-hmm. I get my spray done by uh, Jamie and Meg, like mm-hmm. shout out girls wherever you are, <laughs> you probably know where they are, um, but it's like you just had such a good core, but you, you like offered all the things, so if you were going on a vacation, like, one stop shop, oh my gosh, like you could get your Brazilian, you could get your brows done, yeah. your nails done. And then your spray tan. And gosh, even my husband asked me yesterday, like, aren't it's summer, aren't you gonna get a spray tan? Like everybody just looks good with a spray tan. But you really like made that custom experience for that. Like that was the first time that like I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm gonna take off all my clothes in front of another person that's not my doctor. You know, this is, remember, this is, like, me pre-aesthetic school, y'all. So, like, I wasn't getting naked with, people weren't getting naked in front of me yet. 
so y'all kind of like introdu- introduced me into like that healthy environment and like what that looked like for a treatment base, you know? So like before school, you kind of inspired me of like, oh, this is, this is comfortable, you know? It's, like I told you earlier, Meg was the one that was like, girl, you're double jointed, turn your arm this way so we can get that good spray tan, bend over so we can get under your booty line because, <laughs> you know, I have a pancake booty, y'all. It, it kind of has a little... Uh, little pancake to it. A lot of people get that smiley face there. Smiley face. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> like, open your butt cheeks just a little. <laughs> so, okay, you started out as Tanastasia. Yeah. Then you evolved into Anastasia Skin Studio. So, when you were in school, did you have, like, a really good, like, background? What did your school look like? Because we went to the same school at different time periods. Yeah. Um... I feel like my school experience was a little different than most that go through a aesthetic program because I was first in the day course, which was with a different teacher and it was really great and educational. And then I transferred to the night course and then, then I broke my hand. So I couldn't do a lot of hands-on skin treatments and I luckily had an instructor that was like, do this. You can focus more on doing these reports and creating basically my business plan and doing a few one-handed facials and <laughs> just to get by to make all ends meet to take my, yeah. Like yeah. Um, so I got really lucky with having an understanding instructor and I, it was a great experience for me, but but I don't it's think a kind of a any, custom experience for it you. It was. Because that's a very rare. I mean, as you know, you need both hands to do facials. Did you want to do, like, when you went into school, did you even want to do facials? No. Like that, yeah. So <laughs> she was kind of a legend. When I was in school, um, because she had a rapport with the teacher, the teacher actually took us on a tour of her, of Anastasia's, Athen, Tanastasia's, uh, <laughs> place and I just thought it was so awesome because it's like okay here this girl was she went through school because she had a business plan she wanted to learn like the real core root of it but she had a broken arm and she still did it you know there's so many like excuses that people can make along the way um that they let like disrupt their path and I I thought that like that was just so freaking amazing that you know what you know what? You broke your arm, but you found another <laughs> way. And then you came out on, I think, probably stronger. Because yeah. you have to become more resilient. Um, but, yeah, she always told me, like, on the side. Because I, I never thought I wanted to be a business owner. But we would have conversations about you because mm-hmm. I thought you were cool. Um, and, obviously, the teacher did, too. <laughs> um, but she was like, yeah, she she knew what she wanted. And she went for it. And yeah. I was like, hell, Yeah. So kudos to you for well, thank you. sticking through that, girlfriend. Well, um, okay, so you have an idea. You go to the school. It's a good experience. You open up Tanastasia. It evolves. How long does it evolve until you change the name to Anastasia Skin Studio? I want to say we changed it maybe four or five years ago. I'd, I had wanted to change the name years before that, but just the headache that I thought would come with it and just the fear of changing a name or... I've always heard of changing a name or changing a location. It's such a gamble of losing clients and confusing people. And But at the end of the day, it was like just a T. So people can figure it out. 
It's just a tea. People spill the tea all yeah, the time. Why can't we drop tea. a tea? <laughs> Um, okay, so she becomes the Anastasia Skin Studio, and then that kind of, like, broadens your whole world, because yeah. now people aren't just thinking, okay, you're doing tans, because you That's, originally started yeah. spray tan, right? In yeah, it was just mobile tanning, and then I outgrew doing mobile. I rented a small closet space inside of another salon, and then outgrew that with waxing clients, and then I came upon the perfect space... And they backed out the day I went to sign the lease, and I was driving around just crying, like looking for, for lease signs, and I was at the stoplight on 8th and looked over and found that one. Mm-hmm. Pulled over, called them. I signed the lease that day. It was probably three or four times the size that I had originally looked at. I had no idea what to do with half of the space, and now we're running out of space. I was going to say, now <laughs> like, it's We are maxed small. out to capacity. That's such a good feeling, though, too. It's... It's all, like, a business is all growing pains. It is, yeah. It's like you, someone told me once, like, just be content in where you're, where you're at. But it's like, as soon as you're content, that's it. I have fear of being content. Same. Same. And that's such a, I think that's such a real raw thing for any business owner, not just skin. Yeah. Because there's... I mean, especially with skin right now, like there's, we were talking, so many skin shops are is, opening yeah. up. Everybody thinks that they can do it. But then it's like, we're becoming like Walgreens. Yeah. <laughs> we're one on every corner. And I suppose there's enough to go around. It's just... <sighs> Say it. <laughs> like it's, it's no filter. It's becoming a little oversaturated, and I think a lot of people are losing focus on why... You should go to certain places. Um, people are getting suckered into certain brands and Instagram and marketing. Marketing, yeah. Um, like it should really be about like who knows the service, who's been doing it the longest, who's the most like I say knows, like who's the most knowledgeable, who's the expert. Yeah, I think my biggest like pet peeve or nurse practitioners that go to school and as soon as they get out they're like I'm opening I'm opening a med spa yeah and it, they want to discount the esthetician that's been doing it eight ten years and it's like hold up yeah we've always kind of been the, the stepchild to like dermatologist and yeah yeah there's actually been a lot of things like in the circuit lately about I don't know well that's a whole other <laughs> podcast let me jot that one down about just like you know, trash talking estheticians in general, it's like, you know, a lot of us, we have other degrees. We go into this certification because we're passionate about this topic. You know, it's not just like a hobby. Um, but anyways, that's a whole nother gambit for another day. Um, okay. So the, I told y'all I'm no Oprah, I'm no Ellen here. I could like get sidetracked on this interview. It's my first one. (laughs) Um, okay. So she has this business you grow into this space. So when you originally got into this bigger space, it was it was just you. So is it like time to hire someone? Oh yeah, unless oh. cloning is available. I had to hire out and had a few estheticians, and then I think there was maybe four or five of us total in the beginning, and that was great for the time that Nashville was in. But Nashville continues to grow, and the demand was getting bigger. So it's it's 
been nice to grow with Nashville. And I, I really appreciate all the, the clients have been super loyal and half of the clients I still see have been there since day one. Yeah. Cause like when you meet somebody, you fall in love with them, you're yeah. vulnerable, like you're getting naked with them, you know, <laughs> now you originally started out doing like all the services. Yeah. Now you just do microblading. Right. Okay. So we're going to talk about microblading. That's going to be like a big portion of this. I do want to go back to the employees part though, because I'm a business owner. However, it's just me and my partner. You know, we are not in any place where we want want to hire employees because there's just so many things that go along with it. First and foremost, it's expensive to have employees and you have to pay insurances on them you have to like workman comp insurance but even when you write a paycheck as a employer you have to pay the taxes like there you know if you're setting up shop on your own like you're paying all of your taxes well when you work for someone else they actually pay like half of your taxes so it just it's expensive to be an employer, unfortunately. And then you take on all of the training expenses. Tell us tell us what you take on, Anastasia. Well, there is a lot of back end that even employees don't see. Um, you have your property tax, your personality tax, which I find hilarious that you have to pay tax on furniture and all the little things in your business that make you money and you have to pay your rent your utilities your website fee your booking fee your credit card fee your medi-waste fee your etc it goes on yeah supplies supplies are i mean just now think about quarantine you know like how much more of your supply costs gone up oh it's Dramatic. I mean, right when we closed, I donated all of our gloves, hand sanitizer, our mask. And then when we got word we could open up to reorder all those things, it was nearly impossible. Yeah. I mean, there is still an order out there that's not even arrived yet. But we're we're making ends meet. Yeah. Like you do what you have to do. Yeah. There's a will, there's a way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there is so much more back. Have you raised end. your cost of service? We haven't. So you're eating that cost? Yes and no. Um, we've had a few changes, and I've I've cut some things to balance it out. Mm-hmm. So we've made it work without having to raise the cost of the service because I, I understand everyone's in a really tight financial situation right now with yeah. everyone being laid off, and just the economy is crazy right now. Yeah. People are um, scared. They are, and... I don't think it's fair to ask them to pay for more right now when everyone's kind of hurting. Yeah. Yeah. A weird way. So when you start thinking about hiring employees, what does that process look like? Is it just like putting a feelers out there for, through friends or is it like you're doing a job posting? I haven't really done a job posting in a while. It's mostly been putting fillers out because getting personal experience or personal referrals are I just it seems like a more valuable like input and just knowing like I can trust this person because so and so sent me them yeah. um, and 
when I'm hiring them, I want to know what their passion is and what their end goal is because coming in, I don't want you to just be so comfortable. You don't grow and then you're not evolving with the business. I, I want to know what, what you're good at and what you want to learn and what you want to, what more you want to do. Yeah. Um, the interview process is crazy because there are so many great estheticians out there, but then also there are a lot of bad ones. And a lot of rookies. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of estheticians out there, too, that have been estheticians for, like, so long, um, but they've never used it, you know? <laughs> it's like they're yeah. just sitting on it, and they're like, oh, I want to try this out sometime. Which I'd probably never hire them because <laughs> they're probably not going to take their job seriously. Yeah. So... <laughs> Don't bother. <laughs> Don't bother. Um, so what do you look for besides, like, someone that wants to grow? And then I let, let's talk about COVID and what that did to business. So, like, COVID comes up. You have how many employees working for you? Uh, I was nine. Nine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you make it work. You pay them out. You get the PPP money. You yeah. do everything you can to support them. Like yeah. you're like being a freaking amazing boss because there's not everyone did that. You know, there's not everybody got approved for PPP loan. You know, some people don't even know what that is still. But but basically, she filed for a loan that allowed her to pay out a paycheck to her employers or pl- employers. Basically, yeah, they own us, <laughs> her employees, um, that just, you know, helps cover some of their expenses. And it's usually like a pretty uh, substantial amount because it's it's coming off of what you normally make, right? Yeah, like, it's usually an average of their paycheck. Through the year? Uh, just prior to closure. Okay, prior to closure. Um, so anyways, so you started off with nine employees, COVID comes back, then you come... Or, COVID starts, and then you come back, and how many employees do you have? I I lost two during closure. Um, both went to other locations, and I wish them the best of luck. And I'm still really close with one of them, and she's, she's going to do amazing. She's been with me for seven years, and she was just ready to grow in a different environment. She wants to focus more on body and waxing, and... I want to take the business in the more skin direction. So it was a good way to start fresh when we reopened. Yeah, yeah. Of all of my business friends that are in this industry, they were like, take this time and readjust your business plan. Mm -hmm. Use this time to change your commission rates or to change your prices or change your staff. This is the time to do it. Yeah, growing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's it's so hard, I think, because, like, as a business owner, you know, I've watched you grow from being a client, you know, from that, that other side. And it's like I always was on the outside looking at your business model thinking, like, oh, y'all are so cool. Like, I know you can't see her because it's a podcast, but, like, Anastasia's just, like, she's one of those girls that, like, you just kind of have a girl crush on. <laughs> Um, but she's like so shy that like you can all you can hear her shyness. Um, she's so shy that like she just doesn't know it, which is makes you like her even more, okay? 
Um, but what I always noticed was that you become like friends with your employees and you, y'all like hang out and then y'all have, it's like a girl, a girl club that every, like you want to be a part of because it just, y'all seem so close knit. How does that work being the boss and being the friend? I don't know if, if it works because it seems to keep biting me in the ass, but I, How so? um, well, I mean, you just, you grow these relationships that you, you trust them and maybe you let them walk over you a little bit. Like I've definitely, I'm known to be either a pushover or a bitch. And so it's hard to be friends and be a boss because that line gets really blurred and you don't know if they're going to see you as a friend one day or a boss. Mm -hmm. So I try to really, I'm trying to get better at that, but then I also feel like working in an environment where you can almost build these friendships with people, it just feels like you're not going to work. You're going to hang out and do what you're passionate about. Yeah. Well, you want to feel like family because you, you do. spend more time with these people than you do with your, your real actual family. family. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, you know, you, I know that you, um, like, you've always included your employees, like, in on, like, the big things of your company. You kind of give them a little bit of ownership of ideas because, yeah. like, you, um, you do private labeling mm-hmm. on skincare. What, what does that mean? Um... I'm trying to think of a way to explain, but there's different companies. It, even like Maybelline on a lot of these other big name brands are pretty much doing the same thing where there's bigger companies that create products and you select the products you like and you can either customize them with scent, color, fragrance, um, packaging, label, and then it's become your product with your brand. Um, I think a lot of people don't know that end of business. And they think that these brands or people are in the back room, like as chemists creating products, but 90% of the time it's from a big name company that's creating mass produced, mass produced products. Yeah. But it's, safer that way it's yeah because you have to produce <laughs> mass in order for the money to make sense for safety testing mm-hmm, and right and like it just quality control yes yes absolutely like the average sally can't do a custom formulated line without spending a hundred to two hundred thousand dollars minimum mm-hmm. griffin and i have talked about this a lot how we see a lot of places because we're in Nashville, in Nashville, saying that they are formulating their own skincare line. And that's like a verbiage I always like respect you for saying is like our private label. And you yeah. you explain that so well. So thank you for like explaining that to our listeners. Um, OK, so with have you ever had to fire an employee? A couple. A couple. Yeah. You want to talk about one? Like, how does how do you how do you I don't do know that? that? I remember much of the detail you're fired <laughs> no definitely not um the bad cop in the situation i usually hand that off to the manager <laughs> okay so what is your role in the business are you not the manager no i have a manager that manages everything 
Hell yes! Yeah. That's amazing! So you yeah. can be more friendly with your employees when you're not the manager, I feel like. Yeah. That's amazing! <laughs> oh my gosh, yes! I need a manager of my life. Oh, me too. I need one in every department of my life. Yeah. You're like, I don't feel like doing this. Manager, go. <laughs> Delegate. <laughs> Delegate that. Delegate it. Okay, so the manager, you kind of put that to them. Yeah. That's brilliant. And I have an amazing one now. Like, she's, I would kiss her feet every day. Like, I'm so grateful for her. Like, she's. How long has she been there? Only a few months. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, ta- let's talk in six months. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right. Know, you know, it's like dating a man, you know, it's like, or a woman, whatever you're into. Um, or both. Hey, it's like in the beginning, they're perfect. How long does it take to show true colors? <laughs> it's like every employee, too. Would you rather have like, oh, okay, so this is a great little segue. So years ago, um, Anastasia was hiring, and I don't even know how I found out <laughs> she was hiring, but I was right out of school, y'all. Take a drink. And we, yeah, take a drink. We have a little mimosa action. Um, she, I found out she was hiring right out of school, and in school, like I didn't really learn waxing. I mean, God, I literally put eyebrow tint on someone's eyebrow, black eyebrow tint or black <laughs> lash tint on someone's brows and took off running to the teacher tripped on the way and skidded into her office on my hands and uh, knees in the miss martin's office because you oh know it's <laughs> safe teacher <laughs> i was like help help and then i had dyed this girl's brows black so i just like that was not my forte so i go in here to anastasia to skin studio and i was like hi my name is courtney um like I'm here to apply for the job. And you straight up said, do you have any waxing experience? And I was like, nope. (laughs) (laughs) And you were like, I'm sorry. Like, I just, I really need someone that has experience. And the reason that I, oh, the reason I knew you were hiring is because I got my brows done by this amazing queen, Talia. Like, amazing. (laughs) Um, And she was moving. She was like, she was so great. She was moving, and her job was going to be open. Why I thought I could fill this girl's shoes, I don't know. <laughs> it's really funny to look back on it now. But, yeah, I'm re- I really respect you for not hiring me, me because as a business owner now, it's like, yeah, why would you hire someone to fill the goddess's shoes that doesn't know anything about waxing? Like, I didn't even know the difference between hard and soft wax, really. Yeah. I mean, it's... <laughs> Yes, I'm glad you did. Still hire. love you. <laughs> <laughs> so much love for you too. Um, but yeah, that's my funny story. So that's back when you didn't have a manager, though. Yeah, you were doing me. it all. Mm-hmm. When did you know you needed a manager? Oh goodness. Um, I think when I just got busier with appointments and I couldn't handle just conflicts with client staff or anything within the the studio so it's just best to if you have more than three employees have a manager more than three have a manager that's good oh a storm is rolling in a summer Mm. storm we're outside of recording you know COVID and all (laughs) um okay so you're in my opinion I know that you're like I think there might have been one or two more before me 
you were one of the first microbladers in Nashville. You were. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you were, okay. Um, what inspired you to, like, take that route? I've always been interested in cosmetic tattooing or medical tattooing. And I didn't know a good way of segueing my business into that until I came across microblading. And it just seemed like a really friendly way to get into it that aligned with offering brow services already. So I got trained in that and my husband thought I was crazy. No one's going to get this. (laughs) And (laughs) jokes on him. (laughs) Yeah. Five years later, I now do brows lip pigments I do areolas I do scalp pigment and I want to keep expanding that uh, department of cosmetic tattooing the areolas is so fascinating yeah. I think it's so magical to be able to like offer a woman some of that essence of symmetry and beauty back yeah it's like icing on the cake yeah yeah they're going through all of this and it's the last step to feel like they are their old selves again absolutely Um, absolutely we um it's something that we don't talk about and i wish mm -hmm. that we did i think there's so much like embarrassment behind it unfortunately like we offer a vaginal rejuvenation laser and it's for like women that pee on themselves a little bit when they like laugh or jump or whatever and it's like why is that embarrassing to talk about like we as women are in this together we should be advocating for the best version of ourselves that make us feel confident and and just like when I say beautiful it's not just like exterior it's like beautiful comes from the inside you know like it's like someone could you could look at them and they could be the most beautiful you know quote-unquote beautiful person in the world but you get to know their personality and you're like "Mm, you ugly you (laughs) g-o-i okay so you're as the business like starts to take like a turn toward microblading but you're still doing like everything else you're still doing the skin you're Mm -hmm. still doing the waxing you're still doing you're not so much nails anymore right yeah we only did year we only did nails for a year and then tiffany went off and did her own thing okay so y'all mainly just were like tanning waxing and skin skin yeah Yeah, like masking dermaplanes Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff yep um, okay, so appeals, yes. So then microblading, what makes like what makes a good artist? Experience. How long? How long does that take? You need at least a year under your belt. At least a year. You need to see how everything heals over that year. Um, there's so many artists out there now, and it's great to see that it's not as taboo as it was, mm-hmm. but... If you're going to choose an artist, be sure to look at healed photos or even two years out from their original appointment because pigments change over time and just experience with different skin type. And you have different skin type, skin tone. Yes. Um, everyone takes pigment differently. And Is there use- like a test? That you can, like, can someone come in for, like, a, you know how, like, you would, like, spot treat Like with an a laser? allergy test. Yeah, right. like an allergy <laughs> test. <laughs> yes and no, but you, it would take time, and I don't feel like most clients are really... They want it. ...going to bother with it. Yeah. yeah. 
that's why I don't even do consultations anymore because I'll book a consultation for 30 minutes and they're like, okay, can we just do it today? I'm like, yeah, it takes two hours. Like it doesn't physically take two hours. I book out for two hours to have some, you know, wiggle room and yeah, just, we want to talk and answer right, questions yeah. and numb. It's kind of booked into the appointment the consultation is. So yeah, so they are numb though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're numb. Okay, what does that process look like though? If I'm if I'm coming into you, I'm like, I want my brows did. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you? What does that look like? Uh, first, I would just put some topical numbing cream on and let that sit for about 15, 20 minutes. Okay. And during that time, we can chat about what you like, could show photos, and just really break down the whole process and get set up for the appointment. And then after it's numb, I clean the area and then do some like brow mapping. I'll draw out a shape that I would suggest and then kind of meet in the middle with what they're used to seeing. Sometimes it's good to have a non-biased view of what you as an artist would suggest. Totally, totally. <laughs> and then just go from there. But you're numb throughout the whole thing. I, I used a really good numbing cream in the actual procedure. And the procedure itself takes 30 minutes. Okay. But That's it? what leads up to it is the time-consuming stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, the consultation. Right. Yeah, for sure. That always takes the longest. Yeah. I say that about laser hair removal. I'm like, your first appointment will feel like it takes so much longer because we're just talking. Yeah. Like, next time it's like five minutes, girlfriend. Um, okay, so what are your thoughts on accounts? We're going to just talk about around town. <laughs> What are your thoughts on accounts around town um, that have a shit ton of Instagram followers and they're like expert microbladers? If you were the consumer and you're sitting at home and you're scrolling and you're like, how do I pick the right microblading artist? They all look good. You said, okay, the one year, look for pictures that are one year healed. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Should you be fooled by the Instagram um, amount of followers? Definitely. I mean, with anything, be fooled by that. That's just such a facade. Like, it doesn't really reflect on talent. Someone can have 200 followers and be the best microblader out there or the best esthetician. Um, Instagram is a whole world that I don't really know much about and I need to get better with, but... It's it's so fake. Like, there are a lot of artists out there that have a lot of followers, and that's great. But it doesn't always reflect their work. It might or, not even be their work. That's <gasps> very true. Truth <laughs> bomb! <laughs> it might not even be their work. Okay, so... I think that's a great, like, kind of segue. You know, it's like, look into your technician, healed, healed, healed. Should you go, like, meet them first? Or no? Like, are you a fan of, like, you just said you don't even consult. You're like, yeah. no, just come on in. I'll make an, an exception here and there, but it's literally 9 out of 10. I'll do a consult, and they'll ask to do it that day. So, yeah, you might as well just come on yeah. and get ready. <laughs> Do you think that there is like an oversaturation of artists in Nashville? It's it's getting there. Yeah. Cuz everyone just thinks they can learn something in a day or two and 
Yeah, and I feel like the oversaturation is because a lot of people aren't doing it legally. Mm -hmm. Um, Just to actually do it in the state, there's two requirements, and a lot of people aren't even meeting either one, so they're just doing it at nail salons or out of their own house. Like, not sterile environment. Yeah. I mean, y'all, this is a tattoo, but it's like bloodborne pathogens. Right. Yeah, like we talked about earlier, you just got to pay that cost to get rid of those needles. And it's it's just all part of it. Um, Okay, so let's let's change gears. Being an esthetician, being a business owner, being a wife, being a mother of bonus children... Mm -hmm. Can you have it all? No. <laughs> <laughs> right answer. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I don't think it's possible. There's just too much going on always. And I find myself focusing on one thing all day. And then the next day I'm having to catch up and focus on other things. And I mean, that's probably the case for a lot of people. But there are a lot of things I want to achieve, and I don't know that I'll ever get to do do that because I've got my hands full with all the other things going on in life. Speak life into it right now. I mean, I would love a new location and expand, but that got shut down with COVID. So we're going to stay put where we are for a little bit. Um, I would love to be a mom myself, but... I'm reaching 40, so... Are you? Yeah. Don't don't say it on the (laughs) podcast, because no one needs to know, but tell me later, because, like... Okay. (laughs) No freaking way. Yeah, girl. Okay, y'all need to buy some of her skincare, because (laughs) it works. Um, Yeah, I I don't think you can have it all, either. Yeah. Like, we talked earlier, it's like you can't turn your business off ever. It's... Always something going on, always an idea you need to be working on, improving yourself, but it's always like chasing, chasing, chasing. I feel like I have a fire to put out every single day, Mm. and it's whether it be work-related or family life or personal life, if someone has figured it out and they've achieved it all and they they're happy in life then please let me know their secrets yeah like slide it into our yeah (laughs) please you asked me earlier like do you want to have children yeah and it's like it is the magic question my husband's 40 i'll be 34 and next month oh my gosh i'm like this summer what day august 12th i'm august 2nd Are you Leo's? Leo's? Yes. Oh, that's why. Okay, we've known each other for 10 years through, like, the industry, but we've never hung out. And I feel like I've hung out with you a million times. Yeah, same. Today. Like, just hang out with you. Um, that's definitely that Leo power. Yeah. And this moon around us. Um, having a baby is so scary because starting a business almost two years ago it's like there's so many things I want to do with it Mm -hmm. I want to grow like we rent two rooms in a a building but I'm like I want to grow into my own place I want to grow in services I want to have someone that works for me not as an esthetician but as a like a front desk like 
but also it's like I want to grow more as like a person and like loving myself and like trying to figure out what really makes me happy and then like working on my marriage it's like Mm -hmm. we've been married almost three years and marriage is so hard I'm I didn't grow up with like a mom and a dad in the same house so like I didn't ever I don't I don't like know what the manual looks like I don't think there is one because I, I didn't either. get it. <laughs> but it's like I just I come home every day after like being in the treatment room and it's like when you've touched eight people, yeah. they have taken all the energy out of you. So mm-hmm. you're just like, oh, I don't have it in me. At least that's me. And I I find that from like a lot of people too that are energy givers, you know, it's like you're always exchanging. But I I feel like I will regret not having a baby, but I don't want one right now. I would love to adopt, yeah. but then that process seems so daunting and so, like, unattainable. And financially, it's just like, golly, I just, I don't know. There's so many limitations and so many obstacles in the way that I don't know if it'll ever happen. I mean, I hope it does for you. For both of us. I hope, I mean, I hope you know, we can. I really hope that it happens for you <laughs> yeah. because I want people to get what their heart desires. Yeah. And I think, like, whether it's, like, you let, you are believe in God or you believe in, like, just spiritual goodness or energy, or like, Mother Nature, it's, mm-hmm. like, I think you get, like, what you put back. Yeah. And sometimes it looks differently than, like, what you think it will be. But I truly think that you get what your heart truly desires in this life yeah. if you put it out there. That's why I said, like, speak life into it. Mm-hmm. And now the podcast is the, <laughs> is the life into the world. But everything that I've ever truly wanted, if I, if I just ask for it and, mm-hmm. like, go at it with both of my hands, like, palms up, I'm like, I feel like it always comes. Just not in my timing. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the challenging part is just not being in control of the time and when and where to be so yeah just have to take it day by day and and learn what happens yeah yeah thank you so much like this has been so amazing like you have been such a joy and a light to be on my podcast oh i'm glad it was your first oh you were my first (laughs) You're my first. So many things. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, guys. Well, we are going to be so excited to hear your feedback. Let us know if you um, have any questions for Anastasia. You can come and see her here in Nashville. She is at Anastasia Skin Studio. It is on 8th Avenue here in Nashville. You can microblade. She does spray tanning. They do waxing. They do facials. And they just got a hydrofacial. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye. We'll talk to you next time. Hey, everybody. Thanks for taking the time to listen. We want to thank Kelsey Kopecki for letting us use her music and Damian Churchwell for the sound engineering. Please leave us a review, throw us some stars, and subscribe.